Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. MadcastMedia.com Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from self-driving cars to Jesus-shaped scars. With over 3 million <laughs> downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the Deputy Cadet Moderator, Ron Babcock. Hey. And as always, the Sultan of Swag, Mikey Bolts. Hey, Maddox. And Junior Journalist, Taylor Nikolai. Maddox is my favorite. Welcome back <laughs> to the show. Guys, huge show today. I think we've never had a studio that's been this packed. We have two guests with us. Welcome back to the show, Therapist Kelly and Dreadmere. Guys, welcome back. To the Hi. show. Yeah, thank you. Now, so happy to be back. Well, we're, we're happy to have you. You guys are, I, I think the last time that you were both on the show, mm -hmm. it was one of our fan favorites of all time. Everyone said the vibe was great. The energy was great. Mm -hmm. We did a really great show. Uh, but the common variable is, of course, me. So, yeah, yeah that's, that's what people say. That's yeah. what people yeah. say. Were you on that one, too? Yeah, I was on that one. <laughs> Dreadmere. All right. Okay. You know what, Dreadmere? <laughs> top of the show. It's not too late. <laughs> Today, we're going to be debating what's the best way to punish a child. Now, this is something that's hotly contested, hotly debated, all especially in social psychology circles. Or what, mm -hmm. what's the what's the field, therapist Kelly? That's it, absolutely, social and culturally too. Culturally, uh huh. Social psychology, psychologically, and we'll talk about our own personal upbringing and how we had been, I guess, uh, reprimanded or punished when we were mm -hmm. coming up. But I also want to share a story uh, because 420 is coming up. That's, I believe, this. This, uh, this week. All right. Yeah, Happy this right. birthday. Right. And I, I have a story I want to tell. I'll tell maybe a little bit after the uh, when we get the debate started. But I, I smoked my first joint last night ever. Wow. Yeah. I, I had to. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. smoke anything no. before? No. Like no. No pipe or No bong. sniffing glue. Someone, someone, someone like peer pressured me one time to take a hit from a vaporizer. And uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> Peer pressured you. What, I don't know anybody that ever happen? got peer pressured into a thing. Yeah, I was peer pressured. Did they say? I'm a victim. What did they say? We're like, hey, Maddox, do you vape, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a whole story, but I'll get into it. I'll tell you guys how that came to be, and, and it's a it's a pretty crazy story. And I actually brought the joint too, so I can show you guys. Oh, I didn't put that in the whole thing. Like the thing you could ever do. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, I smoked weed last night. Look, no, I have the joint. I'll put it in. <laughs> See? I'm cool. I swear. Hang yeah, on, fuck you. Am yeah. I cool? Take a look at this. Not yeah. even, it's like a perfect joint. It's like not even touch. Uh, right. Well, I'm going to tell you guys the story about how that came to be in just a minute, but we should get on to the debate this week, which is what's the best way to punish a child? Uh, hotly contested. Now's your chance to vote on madcastmedia.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, the voicemail number is at the bottom of every page on the website on the best debate. Click on the best debate. Leave us a voicemail. You'll get a chance at having it played at the tail end of this broadcast. And then we have some news stories with our junior journalist, Taylor Nikolai, coming up at the end of the show. But we should get on to the debate. First, I want to hear everyone's buzzers. Here's mine. Dreadmere? Wrong! Therapist Kelly. Light and feminine. Taylor Nikolai. <laughs> and Ron Babcock. There it is. If you hear a buzzer from anyone... During this debate, that means someone's disagreeing with someone else, or we're just chiming in to add something, make a, make a quick interjection, point something out. But Therapist Kelly and then uh, Dreadmere, as our guests this week, mm -hmm. what do you think is the best way to punish a child? And there is a wrong answer, so I am I'm great. <laughs> Actually, yeah, can I just ask, really, you said that they could vote on the website. Are the options going to be hit them or hit them when no one's looking? Are those the only two things you can vote? 
possibly or if those are your I, those are your choices, Dreadmere. I don't know. Let's see. Kelly has to say. Yeah, what, what, do, you, what do you have to say, Kelly? So, okay, so I'm a mom of two boys, and I'm probably the worst person to ask because I'm a horrible disciplinarian. Um, my go-to, I feel like they're kids. They're still learning. So I just sit down. I'm in my therapist. So I sit down. I talk with them. We talk about, you know, what happened, what could be done differently. Do you charge them like a family rate? <laughs> yes, I wish. How old are you two boys? Uh, eight and five. And, and they're crazy. They're, okay, so they're legitimately they're, like probably the hardest kids ever. Just so they're put handfuls. It out there. Beyond. So what? They're, so if somebody, let's say yeah. one of them fucks some shit up, uh-huh. what's your go-to move? Besides, like, pot and wine, um, <laughs> dealing with it. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I think, just like I said, we sit down, we talk about it. I mean, of course, you know, sometimes yelling happens. But, yeah, I mean, I, I used to do timeouts, but I feel like it's not so effective with certain kids. They come out of the room and it doesn't really work. So, I don't know. I think just sitting down and really just having that conversation, they can understand more than you think. So, that's my thought. They can understand some knuckles. And speaking of uh, <laughs> Dreadmere, sounds like that was your approach. What do you uh, What do you think? What's the best way to punish a child? Uh, I mean, that's just my own experience. Uh, no, just kidding. I had to sleep <laughs> in the fireplace. No, no. Um, okay, so I, I don't know how to answer this with like what you should do, but I'll tell you like the things I have a huge problem with, the sort of like process of elimination. I have a huge problem with people who go on Facebook and will like, parade their kid around who did something wrong who like lied or forged a signature mm. and then and then the parents want to embarrass them in front of everybody it goes oh. like super viral i'm like that is mm. so humiliating like mm. i don't see how that's beneficial to the kid and the parent like always is like self-righteous and like there's something good about it like dude this is this is horrific to watch like this this kid's like seven and you're like shaving his head or something in front of everybody public right? shaming mm. i disagree i think that's awesome yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. shame sent this country to the moon yeah. That's right. All right. God That's damn. right. We the were Russians. We got the, the Russians got Sputnik first. They got mm -hmm. the, the first man in space. Uh -huh. And then as a country, we were ashamed. Hell so yeah. we got our shit together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We put a man on the moon first. <laughs> That's right. right. So shame is a, is, is a I'm not saying it's a great thing, but it's a powerful. Sometimes. Uh -huh. Sometimes it's the right tool. Now, I'll tell you an example, Dreadmere, which I think you might disagree with. There is a one of these stories that went around viral, you know, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago where this dad made his son jog to school in the rain because he bullied another kid. And wow. this went viral, and everyone's like, oh, I think that's okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, the most most people were like, wow. yeah, that's that's fine. Because uh -huh. you're walking in the rain. Get the fuck. If, if this was just a rainy day, no one would be like, right. oh, that's abuse. But right. because, because it was supposed to be – and he drove behind the kid, too. He just, like, you know, yeah. kept pace and was I mean, right that there. That could have also been, like, a, a montage in a Rocky film. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. So you people walk in the rain. I get rain on me all the time. I don't give a shit. Inside, outside, it's insane. <laughs> it's always raining in my life. A lot of drip. Just, con just constant. You have one of those Charlie Brown sad clouds <laughs> that <laughs> cover you as soon as you yeah, walk outside. I don't even use an umbrella because I don't care. That's how little I care about the rain. Also, just the the fact of having an umbrella when you need it. It's just. You have to plan so far ahead yeah. to have an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, you're just carrying the goddamn umbrella. It gives me anxiety. The type of people who carry umbrellas and they're that prepared gives me anxiety. Also, and then like, you have why? to walk, like, use the umbrella as some sort of cane if you have oh one of those gosh. long ones. You know how hard of a look that is to pull off? Yeah. You, got, you, you have you to wear a fedora. you don't have hair, you don't have to worry about it. Like, seriously. <laughs> Damn, okay. shots fired. Oh, shots fired, therapist Kelly. <laughs> yeah, okay, because yeah. well, we don't have hair. We feel it so much more yeah, than you. Yeah, we feel more. This is, this is a direct conduit to my brain. 
There's like nothing but like a little bit of skull and skin from my brain, and you have all this luscious hair and, that's uh, protecting and, you. And if an umbrella was only supposed to protect the hair, it would be like some sort of a silly head cap that women would wear. Like, they, ooh, I'm yeah. drenched when I got yeah. wherever I went, but at least my hair is still fine. Yeah, it's like you want to get there dry. Yeah, that's what that's Don't all it is. The hair. Yeah, Don't is this a debate, a debate about umbrellas? Or are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're talking. Well, thank you, Drake. Mary is also is also a deputy cadet moderator. We should mention. I, I think if we could use an umbrella to hit a child. Yeah, there you go. Well, way to bring it back. As long <laughs> yeah, as we're exactly. on topic. Okay, okay. Here's my thing with kids and disciplining them. And I, I think, um, okay, number one, you find out what their favorite thing is. Uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And then that is your leverage. And then take it away? Yes. As and a then you threaten to take it away or you uh-huh. take it away, whether it's game time on the iPad or Pokemon Go card, or I don't know if Pokemon Go has cards. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what has cards. It's Magic the Gathering? I don't know. Right. Is that yeah. still a thing? Y- Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but what you'll realize, too, is that those things are what relaxes the kid. So when you take that away, then you have more. You have to deal with the kid. But then they got it. But <laughs> don't they have to learn how to go through those emotions, you know, of, of angst mm-hmm. and pain? Like if they don't learn it as their kids. So I think like you, t- you find out like like what their weakness is and then you use that as leverage <laughs> to get them to do what so you mind want. Games. As somebody mind who games. doesn't have mm-hmm. any children, I have a lot of opinions on how right. to raise children. Yeah. Yeah. Me Most too. It's the easiest yeah. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll tell you exactly what you're doing wrong. <laughs> And I'll, I'll tell you, the first thing is not hitting them. Boom! I'm going to bring it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know, it's unpopular. All right. That is, it's me. It's and also abuse. illegal. Right, exactly. Is he illegal? Spanking yeah, is not illegal. Is it- Spanking a kid is not illegal, I think, in California. What if you spank but- him across the face? That, yeah. I, I, I feel like that, that's yeah, illegal. That, I think, I think on the tush is okay. What if what if the I kid, mean, not according to me, but according to the laws. What if the kid <laughs> keeps hitting himself in the face and he can't stop and he's not stopping? <laughs> he won't stop. Someone what is this just, kid? <laughs> is this like Fight Club? He's just like, oh, I'll, show I'll tell the police. He starts punching himself. No, yeah. you know, maybe he has a little bit of help, but he can't stop. You know what I mean? His his hands being guided to his to his own face and he keeps hitting himself. Right? But, but isn't, it, <laughs> isn't it if you, if you hit a kid, you're teaching them uh, to solve their problems with violence? Isn't that... The big argument against uh, yes. hitting children is that you're giving them only this tool in their toolbox to navigate. I problems. mean, you're asking the wrong guy because I don't know what the argument is. I'll tell you. I'll <laughs> tell you what though. I, I looked up a website. This is raisingchildren.net on useful tips and strategies on how to discipline Wait, kids. Wait, who has raisingchildren.com? Yeah, I don't know. Geniuses. Me, I'm probably billionaires. Me. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the uh, school age children for five from the ages of five to twelve says hit them. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it Pre- preschoolers says hit them. Toddlers hit them. Babies hit. Th- it says hit them. Hit them always. You hit guys heard multi- Australian, just- right? Like, and <laughs> didn't react. That's why I was looking at this. I'm like, this wow. has to be. Like- no, I'm just kidding. The therapist Kelly's. <laughs> I'm like shocked. I'm no, like- these are all bullshit. But the actual, the actual thing they they said. I looked at this article. Yeah. And the whole thing seems like a lot of bullshit. And then the only actual practical advice they kind of gave here is. Rule number four, which is set clear limits and consequences. Decide on a consequence for breaking the family rule. For example, you might withhold a pocket money from an eight-year-old if she hasn't done her household chores. But if she hits her brother, time out is a better consequence. You know what? My sister, um, I was amazed by this. She has, let's see, she has three, uh, four kids. Um, I should probably know that better. Uh, <laughs> so one time, though, then when they were little, we were all going into a restaurant. And she sat everybody down. And she's like, all right. We're going to go into a restaurant. It's the kind of place where we sit down at a table. Mm-hmm. No one's going to run around. And she says, if you choose to run around and make noise and misbehave, this is what will happen. Right. So it was great. She actually gave them the choice where they knew going in like, oh, you can misbehave. But mm-hmm. then these are going to be the consequences to your actions. 
And I just figured like she did this everywhere we went and it always was really worked and effective, but it just, you had to pad in an extra like 20 minutes on top of everything <laughs> that you think the time it would take to go somewhere mm-hmm. or like before going into a restaurant, like whatever you thought it was going to take, you had to pad on an extra 20 minutes of parenting time. Can she raise my children? She sounds <laughs> great. She's a good mom. She, yeah. She's very good. Uh, I, she once put me in a timeout nice. <laughs> with like my little nephew. Like we both got put in a timeout. Who was horsing around more? Both of you equally? I mean, we were co- we both cousins. Yeah. Cousin Ruckus. Ron, Ron and your nephew. Go to your room. <laughs> separate room, separate corners. By um, the way, just to poke in here, uh, uh, spanking is illegal in 60 different countries, but not America. 60 different wow. countries, not America. There you go. That's why we're number one. Number one in U.S. in the military. And we're number one in spanking. Those are the two things. And Not, prison. And and prison. That's right. And prison. Yeah, it seems like shit's working out for us. Yeah. <laughs> People who are in prison. Okay, so spanking is controversial. I was hit as a kid and there was a difference. I could tell there was a there was a was difference. It, whoa, was it an open hand or closed? Uh, yeah, a little bit of both. A little column A, a little column B, mix it up, you know, <laughs> here and there. And uh, there was I mean I there my I've received all sorts of different kinds of punishments. But uh I I could tell, I think, when I was a kid, the difference between being hit and being abused. Mm. And I there was definitely a, a, a time when it's crossed into the abuse territory. And you can tell there's a clear line. But the but being hit, like one of the things my dad would do when he was driving is me and my brother would be horsing around in the back, you know, farting up a storm, doing whatever it is. And he would just do this move that terrified me. He would reach back without looking mm-hmm. and just squeeze. His hand is like a clamp and he's just looking for flesh to squeeze and he'll just like try to grab your arm, your leg, your toe, anything, your head, anything yeah. it is and then sometimes sometimes your leg would get caught or your thigh or something. He'd just take it and pinch it and squeeze. I'm like, oh, fuck. Whoa. That really hurt. Yeah, it was pretty intense. And mo- while he's doing this, He's swerving back and forth like a madman on the road, and you are screaming. Everyone's oh screaming. My mom is freaking out. My dad's like, shut up, and he's just trying to hit us. Shut up, we're going to be late for church. <laughs> okay, you're, really, you're really not selling me on this idea that this is the way it's going to work. Yeah, but he I turned out very great. charming. Am I, am I not? <laughs> Huge vehicular explosion. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should do it. Right. Yeah, well, I'm a very I'm a very well-adjusted and charming man. Mm-hmm. Tried, tried weed for the first time a man. last night. Yes. You guys want to hear the story? We'll I love to the weed story. Okay, real quick, the weed story. I was walking, and I my my friend I and I found a joint on <laughs> the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my friend and I saw this sign that said "Secret Party Entr- Entry in the Back," and I, I thought, well, not a secret. secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Very secret. Not the definition yeah. of not a secret. It said "Secret Party," Ron. It said "Secret Party," and it was like this uh, this storefront. And they had this like a uh, you know this chain link in L.A. All the stores kind of have like this uh, this like '80s drug era uh, you know chains and and uh, you know metal bars and everything to protect them at night, and mm-hmm. it still doesn't protect them. But um, my yeah. friend and I went around back to check out this uh, secret party. What okay. part of L.A. was this in? This was in Hollywood. Okay, like on Hollywood Boulevard. You guys were in the market <laughs> it, for some it, katana swords. It was. <laughs> Is it was it? in the neighborhood. It was in the. I'm not going to give you the to buy a suit place. that costs less than one hundred and seventy nine dollars. <laughs> yeah, good, good deal on suit and shawarma. Uh, <laughs> same place. Um, <laughs> Inside pocket is a great place for the shawarma. <laughs> so I walk around the back and uh, you know, kind of, kind of be nosy, kind of peeking my yeah. my head in to see where, it, see if I can find this the secret party. Right, mm-hmm. there's this girl outside. Looks like a suicide girl. 
She's got tattoos everywhere, and this like amazing mm-hmm. uh, therapist Kelly. What's it? What's it called? Where the part that where the girls wear? It's not. It, it's like just a like bustier. a strapless. Yeah, like a busty, like that, right? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Like a was it? A, okay, there's a tank top, just yeah. like the normal. Yeah. There was no straps. Oh, okay. So it's like a strapless, strapless kind of like dress, but with like rhinestones all over it. Kind of like an over-the-shoulder boulder holder kind of thing. <laughs> not, no, no. That's a bra. It just sounds like a strapless top. Like, like a strapless I, top. Yeah. yeah. And she's sitting there smoking. She goes corset. 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 Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, corset. Yeah. Ron Babcock. The but expert. that's that's tight in the like that area. Was it wasn't. It? it wasn't that tight, but you know, she was skinny. I couldn't tell. So anyway, <laughs> she was like, "What are you guys doing?" And I said. Just being nosy. <laughs> she goes. She goes. Why? What are you? What are you doing? What's going on? I'm like. Uh, I'm just. You know, poking my head into business that's not mine, looking for the secret party. She goes. Oh, do you guys want to come to the secret party? I said. Kinda. She goes. You can poke your head in if you want. I said. Really? She goes. Yeah. And I poked my head in, and the first thing I see is this wall of security cameras. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, there's no exaggeration. There's got to be 20 security cameras. I didn't. I didn't even know that you could fit so many security cameras in one little tiny room, one tiny building. And we walk in, and there's a mist of pot smoke. <laughs> and so, and I walk in through the mist of pot smoke, mm-hmm. introduce myself to a couple of guys who are there. I'm like, hey, I'm just poking my head in. I'm I'm mm-hmm. being nosy for the secret party. So I walk into the main room, and there's all these cool. I don't know how to describe it other than cool black people. <laughs> And everybody in there was cool and black and smoking pot, tons of pot. There was so much weed. And I, I realized I was in a dispensary. So what you're trying to say is you fit in just fine. <laughs> Perfectly. Yeah. Well, I was with a friend of mine who, if he was a food, he would be Wonder Bread. Uh, <laughs> like the widest, you know, he was uh-huh. wearing like a sports, I think a sports hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a tracksuit top with of like a sports team and then you know just like you know we're both mm-hmm. wearing blue jeans not that cool so we walk in and people are just handing us weed left and right like hey welcome to the party and just handing us piles and my friend who was there was looked up at the tv and he's like oh they're playing rap music and i'm like oh my god just what are you doing oh, i like your hip-hop <laughs> is fun <laughs> so the, so this girl so they're gonna think we're narcs right right this girl comes up to me and she's like hey do you want a joint and uh i i, I said she goes do you smoke and i kind of like mumbled like not really i just eat edibles sometimes <laughs> with some if you give me and she goes oh so do you smoke i said yes <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like well i've got a pre-rolled for you i'm like great those are my favorite <laughs> So she's like, five bucks. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And so I just took $5 out of my pocket, handed it to her, and she handed me this joint. And so everyone's just like, it, there aren't a lot of people there, probably like 10 or 15 people. Mm-hmm. And I, everyone, everyone's like doing their thing, and I'm, I'm like feeling pressured at this point. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to like, no, I'm not one of them. I'm not I'm smoking. You're not black. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not one of these like, you know, weed guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about pot. And so- uh, I call like, it pot. Yeah, <laughs> I call it weed, guys. You have a pre-rolled marijuana cigarette, cannabis. <laughs> oh man! And so, so then one of them's like, "Well, there's lighters up there," and I'm like, "Oh, sure, of course." Do you so need I- those? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't know how to light a joint. I've never done this before in my life. 
And I'm like, I don't know. It, 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 yeah, I, but you've seen movies. Yeah, but I, how, do you keep it burnt? Like, does it keep burning? Have you or, seen a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't know how to light one. Do you set it on fire and then you keep blowing into it, or I don't know. What... There's a limit, but yeah, for the most part. Okay. <laughs> well, this this hat. So I brought it with me. I I, I brought. Oh wow! There it is. This is if you guys are looking on camera. Uh-huh. On on YouTube, I'm gonna hold this up to the camera. Why are we here. not smoking this? This is this, would be this a is special my, this is green episode. <laughs> yeah, I smoked like half of this thing. No, and and I'll tell you this much, motherfuckers, smoked it like a pro. Didn't even cough once. How? What a hero! Did you inhale? Yeah, yeah, I fucking inhaled all over the place. Mm. I was inhaling. I don't think you inhaled. The fact that you said I inhaled all over the place <laughs> tells me that you definitely did not inhale. Well, I was there. I had a good time, and then they uh-huh. had a raffle. They're like, oh man, it's five dollars to enter this raffle. And the girls who are doing the, run this yeah, raffle. A secret party I, that has a raffle. What is it's going it's on here? This know. is bizarre. I don't know. But it was a party. And they said booze is coming. There was pizza. And then the girls doing this raffle were like $5 entry for a ticket. And they, uh, they, they were adorable, lovely girls. Very, very high. And the, between the two of them could not figure out the raffle system. <laughs> One of them was like, no, make them write their names down on the tickets. The other one's like. No, but the ticket has numbers. You give them one half, and mm-hmm. then you just read out the number. And she goes, I'm not good at math. Just have them write down, <laughs> <laughs> just have, have them write down their names. Right. So so then, uh, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know how long I can keep this ruse up. And I'm trying to walk out of the place, and ha- everyone's handing me weed. Look at this. I brought two little, oh my God. Two little things, That's two little good. canisters of, of, uh, of, of weed they gave me. Uh, I don't know what uh, it as is. It's like a parting gift. Yeah, everyone's just giving you weed every in there. Uh-huh. In there, everyone's like really chill and really fun. But uh, I felt out of my element, so we left eventually. <laughs> now, we, did your friend also smoke weed? My friend did the not Wonder smoke Bread. weed. No, Wonder Bread did not sp- smoke weed. So we were. I I had to take the fall. Otherwise, we would have been outed. Take they would have thought we were narcs or something. But so what are you gonna do with these canisters of yours, Maddox? Are you gonna put them on your shelf or something? Are you gonna eat them? I don't know. But living in in Southern California, I have acquired so much pot. So much <laughs> weed paraphernalia, mm-hmm. so many weed clothes. I have weed socks. I have weed shirts, and these are things people just give to me all the time. Uh-huh. And always, people always think I'm I'm high. I don't smoke. I'm not a smoker. I don't understand this culture. I re- I bought two <laughs> issues of High Times and read it cover to cover just so I could understand it. Where's the article on how to inhale? <laughs> Come on. Anyway, that's my that's my little weed story. I love it. Well, how, well, how did it make you feel? Oh, uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, you know, you know just, that thing that people do it for. <laughs> yeah, yeah just, just fine. I went home. So this was after I did my live news broadcast. So I went home to watch it, you know, my own my own broadcast because I check for errors and quality and things like that. And I was my I noticed my eyes were blurry. Uh-huh. Um, I couldn't quite see very well. And I fell asleep and I slept very well. And that was the end of it. Were you relaxed? Yeah, I mean, but I'm always relaxed, therapist Kelly. You know me. I'm, I'm hella relaxed. Uh, right? Did you sleep deeper than you would have? Uh, otherwise, I always sleep well. I never have a problem sleeping, so I can't tell. So it did nothing up... for you, pretty much. What's that? So the weed did nothing for you. Yeah, nothing really, because I'm always a chill dude. That's the thing about me. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what I'm known for, being real chill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, go on about. I got this like forehead sweat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, now continue on about how you like to hit children again. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. so anyway, <laughs> that part. I'm a chill ass bro. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck over here. Yeah. Okay. Look, I don't know what the solution is, but I remember one time someone got in my dad's face for hitting me in public, and my dad, you know, sometimes like his his normal go-to was just to smack you upside the head mm. and it was just kind of like kind of like one of those like tv dad sitcom smacks you know like yes. get out of here yeah kind of like yeah, that yeah. and it was like 
you know, you'd feel it. It would definitely like send me ju- like jutting forward a little bit from the from the uh, uh, con- concussion. No, what's the <laughs> yeah concussion? Yeah, I would, no, it's concussion. You're right. It's, concussion. <laughs> it's the weed kicking in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so then one time this guy came up to my dad, this like scrawny little like pencil dick, and he comes up. He goes, "Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. Did you just hit that child?" And my dad's like, "None of your business." <laughs> He's right. Dad, my dad, my dad's shorter than this dude, but this 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 other guy just like you know like a real nice. He seems like a real nice like you know. Um uh, I don't know, liberal type, and he's like, "Well, you can't, you can't hit that child." My dad, my dad cocks his fist back. He's like, "You want some too?" He goes, "No." <laughs> he oh, ran off. The guy like w- like went away. My oh, dad yeah. like bullied someone trying to protect me. If my yeah. dad did that, I'd be pumped. I would tell that story. Pretty dope, right? Yeah. Anyway, my dad wow. would always just threaten a belt oh. when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Like he like I wouldn't want to take a bath. I mean, I remember one time he just like undid his belt and just held it. Oh. And then I just was like, "Yeah, no, I'm gone." Yeah, <laughs> and, and but you know my, I didn't get like my mom and dad never hit me. You know who did beat the shit out of me was my brother. Uh-huh. Oh, my yeah. brother John once chased me around our house after I got off of school, and I had a wiffle ball bat in my hand, and he cornered me in a a corner. And, <laughs> and I remember he like came forward, and I was like, "Don't!" And he's like, "You wouldn't." And I I swung the bat, and I it was just a wiffle ball bat, but I cracked him across the face, <sighs> and he went down. And I went to the bathroom, um, and I locked the door, and then I spent like the next two hours reading um, uh, Martha Stewart's Living, <laughs> because that was the only magazine uh, my family subscribed to. And then um, the next day, the same thing happened, except this time I didn't have my wiffle ball, wiffle ball bat, and my brother cornered me, and I undid my belt, because I learned it from my dad. Oh, shit. And then he took a step, and then I switched the belt so that it was the metal side. Oh, and then my brother's like, you wouldn't fucking dare. And I, I, I was like, I am five years younger than him. He used to beat the shit out of me. And I finally was like, you know what? And so I leaned back and I just right across the face. just oh. And immediately like there was blood oh just my gosh. everywhere. And so I ran up to the bathroom. I locked the door and I was like, all right, I'm just going to wait. Like, you Finish know, this is Martha Stewart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, see, how, see how that uh, crab cake recipe turned out, you know? <laughs> And so I was just sitting there, and then like about a half hour later, all of a sudden I hear, "Oh no!" And I look over at the doorknob, and the tiny screws in the doorknob are like slowly coming out. Oh shit! My brother went and got the drill from the garage. (laughs) Was he pounding on the door? No, he just started undoing the screws. And so then I like I we had one of those bathrooms that like it had a window, but it was like. (laughs) way too high yeah. up like i couldn't even get through the window let alone like the 20 foot drop so i ended up just hiding behind the shower curtain you know like yeah. a, just be like you won't find me here <laughs> yeah. and then he came Clear. he came yeah. in and he's like i'm gonna kill you and he just started unloading on me through the shower curtain oh, just like fucking haymakers shit. and then i went down because he's five years older than me so no matter what age difference they're always stronger mm-hmm. yeah. you know until like maybe in our 70s i yeah, might can get yeah. in on him and then he just turned on the hot water, which came out boiling in our oh, house. Oh, shit. And then it just like, it, I was so broken, I couldn't even pick my hand to like turn it off. Oh, Where were your God. parents during this time? Yeah. Providing for us. <laughs> exactly. Like, right. they both worked. So it's like we yeah. were just left to yeah. our own devices. Yeah. yeah. I fucked him up once with a pillow, though. We were making a, a pillow yeah. fight. And at one time I hit him, I hit an uppercut. So I was like one of the greatest moments of my life. Like, he just came in and I just. It was a pillow fight, and I just but I hit him with an uppercut, and he fell back like into the wooden dresser, and he like was bleeding from his lips because I like nailed him so hard that his like teeth cut his own lip. Oh damn! Felt 
so fucking good. <laughs> I, like, it, it felt amazing. Hey, congratulations, Ron. Thanks, man. <laughs> you a couple you, of in, there. in that story, you made your brother bleed twice, and you didn't even finish Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the two things I gathered from that. Yeah, well, you know. did you? Were there any scars ever? No. Jesus-shaped? Well, no. <laughs> no, we, like, we, he just, no, there's no, like, permanent damage. I, I got one. Uh, from fighting with my brother. Yeah? Yeah, it's on my eyebrow. I don't know if you guys notice. Uh, if you guys, oh. you probably can't ever see on my on camera, but I have this kind yes. of like um, scar on my eyebrow. My brother and I Wait, were- where? You see, oh, on I my see right, a little bit, yeah. yeah. On my right eyebrow. Uh, my brother and I were shoveling snow because my dad said, uh, my dad had this like, this, this store that he would run, a bird store. And we were we were outside shoveling the parking lot. These my, birds aren't gonna sell themselves. <laughs> Come on, kids! It was a family operation, and so my dad said, "If you guys shovel the parking lot, uh-huh. well, I'll give you a dollar each for for each half, right?" So I'm bigger than my brother. I finished my half very quickly. Mm-hmm. He's still like you know putzing around with his half. So I, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm, I'll help him out. And just to tease him, I said, "I'm gonna finish your side too, and I'm gonna get that dollar." And he goes, "Don't." I'm like, okay, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to take your dollar, but I'll still help you out. Mm -hmm. And so I was like shoveling the snow. I was like, stop it. I'm like, dude, seriously, I don't want the dollar. I'm just helping Mm -hmm. you. I don't care. And he picks up his shovel and he hits me in the face with it. And, uh, you know, with the with the sharp end. And it just leaves this like, you know, it, it knocks me down. And I get up and I didn't really, you know, I was like, well, that was a dick move. And I walked inside the uh, the bird store and I remember. I just remembered the looks on people's faces. Mm. I thought you were going to say the looks on the birds. The looks on the the birds' faces, they were horrified. But the customers, they all turned and looked, and everyone just kind of stopped talking. And my mom came out eventually from Mm. the from the back room. She goes, "Oh my god, what happened?" I'm like, "Uh, "I don't know. I you know I was just shoveling and I got hit." And she goes, "Come here." And she takes me into the bathroom, and I look, and there's like blood running down my face. I didn't even notice. And there was a lot. I didn't even notice I was bleeding. And she's like, "Yeah, we got to take you to the to the doctor. I got seven stitches." Wait, so, <gasps> yeah. so you're the older brother. So this was your younger brother who struck you. Yes. Okay, I'm immediately on his side. What? How dare you? Why? No, because that it wasn't like that just happened all of a sudden. Just happened. This was from months and years <laughs> of abuse where he's like, no, just leave me alone. When you push you push a tiger in a corner, you know? It's yeah. like you just push him close to the edge and then he finally like, you know, reacts and you're like, I can't believe you just hit me. I was just trying to be a good older brother and help with shovel. No, I'm immediately on his side. <laughs> wrong, Forever. Wrong, wrong, Babcock. So I'm Shit. getting from this that like, if you're not around your kids, like that's that's a form of discipline because they're just gonna pour boiling water on each other and hit each other with shovels. Is that that what's happening? Yeah, because if your parents not, weren't there. Yeah, if your parents aren't there, you? yeah, that's what's gonna happen. So I haven't heard from Mikey and Taylor. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Where do you guys weigh in on this? On uh, how do you how do you best punish a child? Because it's illegal to hit them clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't do that. And uh, you suggest we haven't heard an actual uh, explanation from you, Dreadmir. What what do you um uh. Yeah, I guess like talking to them is probably a better talking to better them. Thing, yeah. Okay, you stole mine. Okay, and then the timeout. <laughs> Same thing as yeah. Yeah, I have an article from Time.com. It says timeouts are hurting your child. Yeah, and now people are saying you shouldn't yeah. time out your child either. So these are the the wing the ones that don't work. Mikey, mm-hmm. what do you think? What do you think? There's would no work? trick to the 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 matter. They're they're people. Treat them like people. Don't patronize them. Kids need to be roughed up as kids, but. <laughs> But think about this, and you made a very good point, Ron. Hey, thank you very much. I, I believe in that Wait. point that you're about to reference. <laughs> so if a parent's beating the kid, that age gap's insane. What you're training them to do when they're aggressive 
uh, is their role model being aggressive. So when they're 40 years old, what are they going to do? Fight a 70-year-old because of that gap? No. Ron's brother, what was your age gap? Five. Five. When you are Ron's age now, who are you going to fight? Someone within that five-year range or your personal problems. What I'm saying is he trained him the right way. I agree with Ron. Yeah. Huh, okay, mm-hmm. and you agree with Ron being that... Wait, it's what's... not illegal, and it's not illegal, and it's realistic. Me and my brother never fought. I'm kind of a softie in some situations. Okay, yeah, well, here. Uh, and Taylor... <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> well, he's a softie. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the sound of a softie. It sounded like a weird fart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and Taylor, what do you think? So, like, I, this, you know, it sounds like one of those things that sounds like a lie, but I, I really didn't do anything bad, like... My whole life, even today, I'm Fucking I'm just nerd. like. <laughs> Shut up, Taylor. I I remember my parents give me timeouts every so often, but I I never did anything. Fuck, I want to hit. Okay, Taylor so, so what bad. if your kid? If you had kids, what what would you? Uh if I had kids, I, I would never hit them. Um, I like timeouts are like the only logical thing that I could imagine punishing children mm-hmm. for. Um, I. I don't know. I think if I had kids, I would never hit them. But that's also something like I say. Mm-hmm. But I know I would be tested. Oh, look at me. Yeah. I'm an angel. I would never yeah. hit my kid. Barf. You guys make me want to puke. So here's... <laughs> here's, here's Dude, a, you're going to have a kid. It's going to be coming out of the womb. Right. You're going to yeah. punch it right back in. My dad, There's more where that came from, kiddo. My dad, my dad would, would do this thing with me and my brother, and he would say that he would never respect us unless we could lock lock our fists with him, right? So our our fingers were interlocked. And my my what I had to do to earn my father's respect is bend his hand backwards. He said, "If if I could bend his hand backwards, that's the day he'll listen to us." Was your father a call? A like, what? A Game of Thrones, like a Dothraki call? <laughs> just about. My just dad. seems like he just like physical uh, strength was respected in your household. Oh, absolutely. My dad. My dad. When my friends would come over, like he's not a man of many words, but when my friends would come <laughs> over, he would do this demo. He had this anvil downstairs in our basement. And like in his shop, and he, he would take this piece of uh, rebar, right? Like a piece of iron, like steel. Is it? St- I think it's iron. Like an iron rebar. Then he'd take a, a hammer and he'd just start pounding it as hard as he could until it turned red hot. And then he would take a newspaper and poke it right through the newspaper and it'd burn up. And he, and then that was like his display of strength. And then he'd just go upstairs, take my, a nap. My dad would <laughs> give people tours of the house and the various artwork that we had on the wall. So I guess we all have our things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dad, not not my dad. So my dad one time cornered me in the bathroom, in a and, corner, and <laughs> against the wall actually. But there was a you know I couldn't I couldn't exit, and I was getting I was in college and I was getting ready to go to school. Mm-hmm. My dad goes, my dad uh, jumps into his stance, you know, wide stance with his feet, and he puts his arms up like a bear. He goes, come on. And he wanted to uh, to do the test, you know, lock my hands with him. I said, Dad, I don't, I don't have time right now. I'm going to school. He goes, Come on, pussy. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I, I gotta, I'm just brushing my teeth. Can I just, you know, finish? I, I, I'm, I'm late to class. And then he cornered, he like, he like, uh, uh, jumps at me and like knocks me into the wall, and I'm like bouncing off the wall. I'm like, God, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna do this right now. He goes, Ha, pussy, and he, <laughs> he like walks out oh of the room. God. But yeah, that was a uh, yeah, that was kind of like my my upbringing, which I didn't consider that any kind of like punishment or abuse. It was just like my dad saying, "I still don't respect you." So there was that. But which, by the way, was fine for me. Did you finally beat him once? No, my dad could still kick my ass. He's eighty nine years old. He could still kick my ass. Wow. Really? Oh yeah, that guy's tough as nails. Are you fuck? In the last twelve years, twelve years alone, he has survived falling off a roof four times. 
He survived. He's Santa. He's always on the roof doing something, like fixing something. Mm-hmm. He's fallen off the roof four times. He has survived cancer. He has survived a heart attack. He survived two strokes. Um, wow. And he survived dropping an, uh, a snowplow on his leg, which shattered his ankle. Um, he dragged himself. My dad's just, yeah, from a different a different era. This guy is like, you know. Six Superman. million dollar man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's ridiculous. <laughs> In but the anyway. last 12 months, uh, what have you survived? <laughs> <laughs> a Weed. joint? A joint, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a one third of a joint? <laughs> I'm, uh, more than half, I about would say. Just about. I did a pretty good job smoking this thing. That's like, I half. thought you wrote on it with Sharpie at first. No. At one point, my friend came out to me and said, that's enough. It's not even lit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to punishing children. Now, Ron, you said something interesting. You said that you give them a choice. Yeah. Now, I have that written down on here mm-hmm. as a disciplinarian method. I think it's a big thing because I think people yeah. don't like to be told what to do. So right. you give them a choice. You let them know the consequences of each choice, mm-hmm. and then if they choose the wrong thing, then you're like, all right, because then you're yeah. teaching them, you know, uh, cause and effect. Okay, Ron, what actions is it? have consequences? I, I titled that something. What do you? What does it say on my paper here? Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to read. Yeah, well, it says <laughs> mob boss. That's what I call that technique. You're a mob boss. Hey, oh, I'm s- just saying. I'm just saying. Child of a dad, <laughs> goes, I don't respect you unless you could beat me in mercy. <laughs> Well, it says here, it says here, this is what it says, this this, uh, method, this technique. And I wrote this down. That's what I called it. The choice may also include putting on the jacket or going into timeout. Say, it's your choice. Which do you want? So it's a a false choice. I mean, that's like a, I think that's like such a, a, because that doesn't, you could like, I think you need more prep time. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. we're going to go outside later Mm -hmm. on. I'm going to ask you to put on a jacket. And I realize all this shit takes time and sometimes yeah. you don't have time. But again, as someone who doesn't have kids, I'm yeah. a great dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, huh? all these sound so great in theory. And I thought the same thing before I had kids. And then You're it's the one who different... has children. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I want to hear more from therapist Kelly. <laughs> well, and it's like, I agree with all that. Like choices. It's like, yeah, that sounds so logical. And then like in the moment, they're like, I don't want either. And then you're like stuck or like, no, you know. And so it's like, what's it's hard. What's the biggest fight you have with your kids? Like, what's the thing every day that you have to battle? Oh, God, where do I start? Um, Putting on like socks and shoes. This is like such an ordeal. It's like, and a comedian once did a bit about it. It was like making me laugh so hard. He's like, put your shoes on, put your shoes on, put your shoes on. Like, I don't know. They just like, it's like, it's like molasses. It's like, they're so slow to put them on. You're like rushing out the door. They don't want to do that. So that's like a daily thing with both of my kids. They just. Okay. It, you guys want a real solution here? I think I have the real solution. So this, were you, you going to say something, Taylor? I just like, well, what is it about shoes? Well, they've got to go to school. Otherwise, I'd let them go barefoot. Well, right. But like, do they just not want to put them on because they're uncomfortable? Or is it they're like. They're just lazy, I think. Is and it just, just that they don't want to go to school, so they're really milking out the time? Could be. I think that's what it is. Could be. Now, I think I have a solution here. The, you know, all joking aside. Adoption? You can't. <laughs> Adoption <laughs> yeah. is the solution. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Oh, man. My, my parents have actually. Not adopt, not put me up for adoption, but like as close as possible. They took me to a grocery store and just left me in the parking lot one time. Oh. Yeah, they're like, "All right, we're done with you." And I'm like, uh, "What? This is it?" And the, they're like, "Yeah, we're done." And they drove away. They came back like you oh know, God. like five ten minutes later. But you say five ten days later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we oh left you at a grocery store. That's where the food is. Yeah, yeah. come on. I'm, fine. I was fine with that. I, I did. I did think about just going into the grocery store and reading video game magazines until they came back, but oh. I wasn't sure. But anyway, there is that. But here is the actual solution, I think. The actual solution, right? All of these problems, these quote problems that you have with your kid, like eat your food, put on your jacket, put on your shoes. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Let them not. That's right. how I would solve that problem. Let the kid touch the hot stove. 
Let the kid hurt himself. Let the kid go out without the jacket. Let him fucking freeze. And then say, oh, big man doesn't want to wear his jacket. Maybe next time you'll learn your lesson. <laughs> okay, but this but is then- why that, that doesn't work. Is because if your kid burns himself and he has a mark, or your kid's running around school with no shoes, they're going to think that, like, what the fuck is this kid's parent? Like, well, he's neg- well, it's, it's not even that. It's not even the judgment. It's that I've done that. I My kid wanted to wear Crocs to summer camp. <laughs> they only allow sneakers. One day, I'm like, fuck it. I'll just put them in Crocs because I'm not going to deal with this argument. I bring him in. They're like, no, sorry. He needs shoes. You have to go back home and get him shoes. So like it screws the parents. So it's like, I hear you. I'm all about that consequences. But then it goes back to the parents or they burn themselves. Guess who has to take them to the hospital to get whatever burn cream and all that gauze. The parents. Yeah. You know what, though? That kid learns pretty quick not to touch the stove again. Hey, put on your jacket. Make him freeze. There's what? something about this that I think you have a point is that life can teach you a lesson. Yes. And I feel like uh-huh. sometimes I feel like we're protecting kids. But like I know uh like the one time uh my nephew when he's a little kid, uh the the dog uh you know was he was running around the dog chasing the dog. Nobody was in the room with him. Yeah. And he kept trying to bop the dog on the head with a little an empty uh you know for Christmas wrapping paper, you know those long cardboard tubes. Oh the tubes yeah he kept bopping that dog mm-hmm. on the head. Mm-hmm. Dog didn't like it. So finally the dog just kind of nipped at his ear. Like just a little bit, yeah. just to be like, hey, I didn't know this. And the, he started crying. We're like, what happened? He's like, I was playing with the dog. I was trying to hit him on the head. And in a way, it's like he doesn't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you it's like your life taught him a lesson. Right. Right. Maddox, are, are you saying that if you had kids and they were being obnoxious in a restaurant, you just let them be obnoxious? No, that's that's a little bit different. I would how I would solve that problem is I would not take him to restaurants, A, or B, just wrap, you know, box it up, wrap it up. I would maybe if I had a wife. I would say, okay, take him outside. Why did the wife have a question mark on it? Yeah. (laughs) You said, maybe if I had a, and you had to think about it for a second. Husband? Wife? No, yeah, no, it's wife. Wife would be the answer. He was from Utah. From Utah, that's right. (laughs) He met met wives. Yeah, 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 that's right. But, uh, so so the, I, I dated a girl once who was just learning how to drive because she lived in a city where she didn't need a car. So she was learning how to drive for the first time. And while I was driving with her, it terrified me seeing her not check her blind spot before she changed lanes. And I kept telling her, please check your blind spot. Please check your blind spot over and over again. And she never would. She'd, be, she'd always tell me to shut she up. She just would go? Yeah, she would just go. <laughs> and uh, she would tell me to shut up. She told me that I'm being authoritarian, that I'm being bossy. I said, for the love of God, can we not argue about this? This is something that needs to happen. You need to check your blind spot. So finally one day... We were driving, and I thought, I'm going to teach her to check her blind spot. And I looked Mm -hmm. in her blind spot, and I saw a car. Not so close that she would hit it, but definitely close enough that she would cut it off, and the car would would get mad at her. I said, hey, can you change lanes? And she did. And the car started honking very aggressively, (laughs) and she started panicking. She swerved back real quick. We, you know, uh, almost died. Yeah, we crashed. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we were going about 30 miles per hour. So almost almost uh killed somebody else. Well, the car, the, I knew the car would, would honk and, and, you know, flash the brights and flip her off and everything. And she was like panicking and she said, and then she pulled over and she goes, I don't want to drive. And she was like shaking. And she said, I'll, I'll listen to you next time. I'm, I'm always going to check my, my blind spot. I'll never do that again. I said, okay, great. Lesson learned. Done. Mm-hmm. But that's what it took. It, right. it took, it took her to actually almost get hurt. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and me, I knew that, that at most it'd be a low speed collision. We'd have to with insurance or whatever but she but, it would be, but it would be worth it to be right you would right. learn a valuable well it's better that she did that at a low speed 
place, mm-hmm. like on a, on a small, like rural road, than right. a highway where you're going 50, 60 miles per hour and actually have it be right. like a diesel, a, a giant truck or something. And she didn't check her or a motorcycle, God forbid, mm-hmm. that would crash and, and kill someone's life. I thought this is the only way that she's going to learn. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes people have to be hurt on their own volition, like mm-hmm. at their own hands sure. in order for them to. And right. I think that's the best way to The most your interesting child. part of that story is that you were like, change lanes. And she was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, she didn't know where we were going. She would always listen to me when I told her which, like, to turn here, change lanes, whatever, because she didn't know where we were going. So I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, you got to change lanes. We've com- we got a turn coming up. I think <laughs> it's important with, with kids is, I think a lot of times it's a one-way street. Like, we want kids to obey. And we want them to obey because we want us to look good. Like, mm-hmm. hey, look at my perfectly well-behaved children. But I think it's important to involve kids as much as you can mm-hmm. in the process. So, for example, like if a kid doesn't like to eat certain foods, mm-hmm. it's like then they have to be involved in the preparation of that food. Like they have to be with you in the kitchen. Like te- you teach them how to like cut stuff, like all mm-hmm. supervise and shit. But you're helping, you're cooking with them. So you get them involved. And then they have more of an ownership when it comes to the table. I think they'd be more willing to try new foods. A lot of times I think it's just like we do stuff and it's like we set it down. We're like, eat this. It's like, well, I'm not going to eat that. I don't, know what the, I don't like that. So like you need to like, but it, of course, all this shit takes longer. Ron's like Dr. Sears. He, You like are down with the parenting. I'm impressed. I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Oh my God. That's great. So Therapist Kelly, has yeah. there ever been a success for you? Like, is there anything <laughs> that you've ever done that has actually God. worked? Oh, Lord. Um, I've heard I'm super nurturing with my kids. Uh-huh. So that's that good. Because you still breastfeed both of them? <laughs> God, no. <laughs> it's like that Game of Thrones, you know? Is that a thing moms can Second do? If you have Game twins, can you just like double? Yes. Really? You can. If you've wow. got twins, sure. You could do doubles? Yeah. Really? Well, add extras Absolutely. if you get triples? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're that, if you're that like prostitute from Total Recall? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That's but cool. a success, oh God, I don't know. Probably not great, but yeah, I've heard him compassionate and nurturing. Well, I'm sure if you're always talking to him. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, why are you being such a prick? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, you listen for, for a living, you, you right. get to the bottom sure. of these problems. But it, I'm sure they'll end up in therapy, like for sure. Do you find that, <laughs> do you find that, that, that the type of therapy that adults come to you with is mm-hmm. different than the type of therapy that children might need? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to tailor it differently. Children, you can't, for the most part, like under 12, you can't be like, okay, tell me how you're feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like games and things like that where they you have to almost trick them. But doesn't like a you. lot of like the problems come from stuff that happens as a I kid? I think so. Like, yeah, I think hmm. a lot Is of that. Is there a common problem that you see with most of your clients? Like the majority of people deal mm-hmm. with, I don't know, issues with their sure. mom or something? Yes, there's an attachment issue with the mother a lot of the time. Like too much attachment or not? No, usually it's not enough. They didn't get enough at they love didn't or get attachment. breastfed. <laughs> so, so what seems kind of hot, actually, on that note, Ron, uh, and, and therapist Kelly, no, well, not breastfeeding. <laughs> oh, shit, I just got really excited. <laughs> well, there is this, it's kind of hot in, I, I, I'm finding like psychology and therapy circles, yeah. this uh, this attachment theory. Mm-hmm. And this is why they're saying oh, the, yeah. that, uh, yeah, the timeouts are hurting your child now. Now they're saying don't do timeouts. Mm-hmm. And this is from time.com. It says timeout is the most popular discipline technique used by parents and the most, excuse me, and the one most often recommended by pediatricians and child development experts. But is it good for kids? Is it effective? Not according to the implications of the latest research on relationships and the developing brain. So now they're kind of coming down on timeouts as well. Right. They said studies in neuroplasticity, the brain's adaptability, have proved that repeated experiences actually change the physical structure of the brain. So that's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. another way of, of saying that is that neurons that fire together, wire together. I've heard that mm-hmm. expression before. 
Uh, it says, the problem is children have a profound need for connection. Decades of research and attachment demonstrate that particularly in times of distress, we need to be near and to be soothed by the people who care for us. But when children lose emotional control, parents often put them in their room or by themselves in the naughty chair, meaning that at this moment of emotional distress, they have to suffer alone. So, oh, man, these kids, what do you do? So they're suffering alone. They're suffering together. Right. How do you make them suffer in a way that makes them not going to fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> well, now they have what's called like like a quiet corner. So it's not timeout, so to speak, but it's more of like a calm down corner. You can go there and sit down and kind of you're not shamed for getting angry, but you just got to learn to sort of self-soothe, that kind of thing. Have you did you ever read that story <laughs> about uh What's what's it called like rebirthing? What's that weird rebirthing thing? It's it's uh, terrible. But uh, <laughs> they there was like a girl I think um, who was having disciplinary issues okay. or whatever, and uh, or maybe attachment issues. I don't remember what it specifically was, but there was a this pseudoscience. This guy said that we yearn to be back in the womb, mm. and so if you try to rebirth somebody, like wrap why them, I always like to sleep in. Clean laundry is that is that what <laughs> and, you do? And diapers. Yeah, it's super warm. Yeah, you rebirth yourself. You yeah. you come out like crying every I morning. Burrow like, in, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm comfy. I'm a big baby. <laughs> hey, let me suck on your titties. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, it's it, it's very controversial because uh-huh. uh, someone tried this in the I think the 80s or 90s or something like that, and there was this girl. And this these adults bullied this girl. They wrapped her in blankets, and they they kind of they she died. She they, they suffocated her. Oh, this took a turn. Oh yeah, they were like sitting on her, and they said that she needed to crawl through this blanket tunnel or something to re, to like kind of be rebirthed. And oh, uh, you know, it was like this crazy uh-huh. oh, psychological theory that uh, yeah, she eventually died. But there's there's still people who believe right. this. That sure. The the source of our distress and troubles mm-hmm. comes from. Our yearning and desire to be back in the womb, that place of comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what got her there? Is that why you're saying that? What are you saying that for? Why? <laughs> He's like, what's the point of the story? No, no, I'm not. I'm trying to figure out because when you said it, I thought you were going to take a different turn. I thought that you were going to say that when people get uh, nurtured by, say, a new relationship, like that you feel nurtured, it takes them to a place of like um, when they were, yeah, when they were in the womb. Then if they split up, that's what causes the terror. But you, your t- well, tunnel theory. Because threw- they're saying that this was like, a, I think, a weird interpretation of like attachment or, mm-hmm. or yeah, a different okay. type mm-hmm. of type of sure. attachment theory, which right. obviously does not work. Um, but I've seen so so maybe maybe what, what is attachment theory like? Like you want the, to take this? Yeah, sure. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Do, I mean, do we not... want the professional therapist to take this one? Or does Maddox? The guy who likes hating are children. You do know a lot. I, I, mean, don't know. I guess we'll let the professional take it. Yeah, sure. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. But I don't know that much about it. So, But yeah, it's a, it's a particular theory that says basically how attached were you to your parents as a kid. And, and that has a lot to do with how you are in current relationships. So in other words, if you had a secure attachment with your parents, then that typically means you can have secure relationships with others and things like that. Are they advocating like always having your kid like on you? That's a different, that that's a different, that's, um, that's a different theory. I know what you're talking about, but that's different. Okay. Cause that's the one I heard about. Like Uh the idea of like that, you kind of like the kids pretty much like, like on you. Right. 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 I mean, that may be part of attachment theory that they believe really strongly in that. But yeah. (laughs) 
Attachment theory is a treatment used primarily with fostered or adopted children who have behavioral difficulties, sometimes severe, but including disobedience and perceived lack of gratitude or affection for their caregivers. Um, so it sounds like a treatment mainly for adopted and fostered children. Well, okay, there uh, yeah, was that, yeah, that's not. I don't think that's that's the same thing. That's the yeah, that's a different. That yeah. might be different. So, yeah. the, so attachment theory. I think this is something. First of all. It can't. I don't think you can change someone who is like uh, uh, insecurely attached to someone who's who becomes then securely attached. Like this is something that you can't change in in your adult life, right? This is something that happens from baby, like childhood. Right. Why, but why the awareness can maybe make you think about yes. it differently. The, yeah, yeah. There is you know there is therapy, but I don't think you can ever become the other the other type mm -hmm. uh, because you can't make someone who was grown who was raised right. securely attached mm -hmm. become insecurely attached sure. as an adult is that is that right I, that's a good point i think so yeah, yeah. Uh, so so the I yeah, don't what know, we i, I kind of disagree with, with that i'm sure you probably could but like okay i like where this is going as far as it affecting your relationships because then i can kind of talk about that more because i didn't i was like raised by wolves I, like my I, I don't know my dad <laughs> like my mom was always working so and i don't have a brother to like pour boiling water on me so i was alone like all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. and so it was like whatever like like i don't really know what parenting like like that kind of stuff is like but in my relationships like uh -huh. i like whenever my mom did discipline me and and like i would get really upset or hate it was like when she got really emotional like she wasn't mm. doing things logically she would just get like so upset that she would just like like break things or do things that that it was like oh this is a really emotional reaction so i think like that is like my only kind of like guidance as far as how to handle kids is like in relationships too is like the things that you regret most are probably when you were too emotional like saying mm -hmm. things that you regret was probably came out of that or doing things like whatever um, same thing with kids, like whatever you're doing to discipline your kids, if you're doing it because you'd like lost control of like your logic right. and stuff, that's probably the wrong thing to do. But wait, I that, just thought that... about something. Remember the girl that you dated who threw the iPad and broke it? Yes, I do. So for those, for <laughs> so, so for those who, who hadn't heard that episode, Dreadmere talked yeah. about a girl he dated who uh -huh. destroyed a lot of his things, like, sure. like iPads and things, right? Yeah. But I mean, that was also kind of logic. I mean, that was definitely emotional, but also like... She she saw texts like from like when we first started dating with another girl and like that uh, was why she broke the iPad. Uh -huh. It was kind of both, I guess. I don't you're know. You're being a man whore and she broke your iPad. <laughs> well, we weren't exclusive. Yeah. I, I don't want to have this fight with you two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with that. I've gotten into trouble with dates and things and and like girls I've dated where until I I, th I feel like until I we establish that it is a monogamous relationship and right. we are dating. That you should pretty much assume that, you know, I, I assume that they're dating other people and right. they assume that I'm dating other uh -huh. people. That's that seems fair. Unless a certain passage of time, you know, like two, three months where you guys are seeing mm -hmm. each other regularly that you can kind of assume that sure. it's exclusive. But yeah, I've gotten in trouble before, too, because like they'll see messages from around the time we first started dating. I'm like, well, yeah, I was dating lots of people. Mm -hmm. What can I say? Sorry, I'm just a super stud. <laughs> That's <laughs> And Where's my button? Yeah. <laughs> See, that one? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Dreadmere. Um, okay, so anyway, we should uh, we should try to wrap this one up. Any okay. final words? So I want to say this. Yeah. I want to get everyone's final thoughts on on how to best, uh, mm -hmm. you know, discipline a child. We've had, we've heard everything. We've heard some of the silly ones and, and whatever. But if timeouts don't work, what mm -hmm. does? I wanted to see what this article, this, this uh, therapist, or I guess this uh, researcher suggested works instead. It says, next time the need for discipline arises, parents might consider a time in. Forging a loving connection, such as sitting with a child and talking or comforting. Some time to calm down can be extremely valuable for children, teaching them how to pause and reflect on their behavior. Mm -hmm. Do you think, do you agree with that, therapist Kelly? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know if it, I mean, I think in general, I like more loving and compassionate ways to discipline a kid. 
Now, will I say it works all the time with my kids? No. I mean, but I don't I don't know what other alternative. So I, I'm open to hearing. You Sounds know, like someone... your dad was trying to forge a love with you when he was banging that rebarb in the basement into a red hot poker. <laughs> he was literally forging. My dad was literally forging. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. Like like a like a like an elf. Or a, yeah. a dwarf, like a dwarven, right. <laughs> like a dwarven warrior. I also love that the, from that story that your dad like put it through a, a newspaper. Yeah, like hey, you know, Dad, there's easier ways to do that. <laughs> take a lighter, <laughs> do the same thing. No, he had to he had to do it just by pounding it. In my closing statement with the whole kids thing, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I don't know anything about anything, but I do think that the more to- physical time you spend with your kids. I think the better. That's true. a lot of time. And I think it's tough because people always have to work or like, you know, you put them in front of the TV or you give them the video games, but like physically spending time with your kids, I think will make things easier in the long run. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. <laughs> My mom sent me one year, one year for, I, I was home for uh-huh. summer school and I got to be honest, like I was kind of like, you know, a little bit jealous because all the other kids had cool activities. They were going to Disneyland, swimming pools, right. movies, all this stuff. And I'm just sitting at home, bored, and I would just sit there telling my mom, like, hey, are we are we going to do anything this summer? Are we going on vacation? The only vacation my parents ever, ever took us on mm-hmm. was to come out to Los Angeles, and there's, like, one street in L.A. that's just, you know, little Armenia, mm. where it's basically Hollywood and Normandy, if you guys come out here, and there's one grocery store that we'd go to. <laughs> my parents would do the their yearly shopping for Armenian food that they would then take home and freeze, mm-hmm. and we never did anything else. We'd make a beeline wow. here. And go to the grocery store, pack up the car, and then head back to Utah. <laughs> That's honestly one of the saddest things it, I've ever heard. It really was. Oh, it really was. It was just like salted meat and bread in your yeah. basement. And everything stunk, and the car's just Again, like... Again, sounds like a Dothraki clan to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Wow. So and, that was like my, my summer vacations. And so mm-hmm. one year... And then you went back to selling birds? Yeah, I went back home to selling birds. and I, We and gotta I, flip these birds, baby! So yeah. yeah, so then what happened is we would go home. I, I was home on uh, summer break and, in elementary, and my I was complaining to my mom like, this. I'm just so bored. There's nothing to do. Can I? Can we? Can I get a video game or something? She goes, no. Can we go see movies. She said, no. And I would just sit there and just start chanting like a dr- like droning. I would just say bored, <laughs> bored, and I did that all day long. One day, <laughs> my mom got my mom finally cracked uh, and she snapped and she said, okay, you're going with your father to work every day. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, you're going to fr- you're with your father to work. And I'm like, are you kidding me? She goes, no. She made me go. She's, I spent my entire summer break just at work with my dad, and it was oh awful. My God. And I was so bored there that my dad's like, well, go outside and uh, take care of the weeds. There's a lawnmower. And I'm like, okay. So I go downstairs. I'm like, like is seven, maybe eight, nine years old, <laughs> and there's these these weeds are taller than me. So I take this riding lawnmower. There's, it wasn't a riding lawnmower, just a hand-pushed hand lawnmower. And I take it, and, I, and I'm trying to mow these weeds, and it's just stopping because they're so tall. So I picked it up, and I... <laughs> Dropped it from the top, almost like a yeah. like a shredder. You yeah, know, trying to trying to get these weeds. Oh my god! And then it hit. It would hit the. I remember this. It would hit the dirt at the bottom. There yeah, was rocks. Chunk. Oh yeah, yeah. it was like hitting oh. my shins and stuff. So I'd go upstairs, bleeding, covered in dust, with weeds in my hair. I feel like as a little boy, you you were probably walked around being like, ah, birds, my only friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's really true. Talk to me, Aww. Yeah. Anyway, more of my tragic childhood later. <laughs> oh my god, I feel like my heart like hurts. Yeah. Aww. In later episodes, 
But guys, don't forget to vote on madcastmedia.com. <laughs> How fucked up his childhood really was. Yeah. We, I do want to hear. I, I guess we don't have very clear solutions on how to punish children. So you're, you would say, therapist Kelly mm-hmm. is. So, so my, yeah, my, I loved what Ron said. I think if you can set the stage, I think that works really well. Like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. I want, you know, set expectations. I think you should behave this way. And if you don't, this is what's gonna happen. And then if the consequence does happen, then you sit down and you talk about it. But then you gotta it. follow through. Yeah, I agree you can't with that. write checks with your mouth. Yes. You know that you can't cash. Right. Mm-hmm. If you say something, yeah, you have and to you don't through. do it. Well, then you you get you True. lost all your your leverage. Right. You lose your credibility. And Dreadmere? Yeah. Uh, I'm. I know this is like not an answer, I guess. But like, yeah. Doing. I don't know. I, I think doing things emotionally, whatever. Like, just try to not get emotional. I don't know. Whatever you do, just try to make sure you're like not doing it out of like that you're gonna regret or forget about. You know what I mean? Like in a weird be a robot. State. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't yeah, be break. a robot. There you go. You just don't break my iPad. Right. Just don't break their stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Be logical. Talk to them. Kind of agreeing with both of you guys. I don't know if there's six ways to answer this differently. Yes. Psychological threats. And uh, <laughs> and then Mikey, what, what would you say? Um, I, I recently had a cousin um, have her tooth pulled out um, by the door didn't work. So then they tied it to their dog. Oh um, my god! She was she's seven. Does she live in a in a cartoon? <laughs> yeah, what is she this? should. I, it sounds like a story that. Oh my god! Did they YouTube it? Like they did filmed they, it? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll show you. It, yeah. And she was, you know, but this is the family that will let the kids fall on their face, and then they get up. They're not the kids who mm-hmm. fall on their face, look up, and look at the first parent that also looks like, <gasps> mm-hmm. you know. So um, I've seen these kids turn into some really like. Adult but hilariously kiddish <laughs> kids. So they're falling on their face. They're get, dude. I can't even do that at this age. Well, pulling it, pulling a tooth. Yeah, and then from a dog. Well, the the dog thing is insane because first of all, how do you get the dog to run? What do you light a firecracker? <laughs> and then second, as an adult, <laughs> an, I guarantee I can fucking pull a tooth out faster than a right. dog could. Yeah, I would just, like just that. using your fingers would work better than tying it to. Or your like a dog. Swedish fish. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. It's stuck in there. You know what you do? Here's how you do that one. Because you don't want taffy. The, what's that? Laffy Laffy taffy. Taffy. taffy might work. Yeah. Or or you don't want the kid to associate you with like you know pulling its teeth because that would be that would be crazy. Mm-hmm. The kid would then maybe be afraid of you. So you tie it to the tooth at night, right? Set set the kid to bed, and then when they're in bed, like you know, resting nice, nice and sleeping, you just yank that fucker, and then they come running to you, and then you comfort them, like, oh my god, what happened? Do they the immediately tooth wake up, and you go, shh, go to sleep, <laughs> go back to bed. Don't you think that's the best of both worlds? Because a, you're doing it in the most humanitarian way possible, right? Because mm-hmm. you're pulling harder sort than of. a dog would. I mean, you'd have to be pretty far away so that when they woke up. You oh, know, I'd be, you wouldn't I'd, be right there. I'd be down the street by a telephone pole. <laughs> <laughs> you you Are you going to put a pillow well, over their just... eyes, too, as you do it? So they don't see I got it. How about we do this? Something that's stronger than a, a person, but also way more controllable than a dog. Hook it up to tie it to their tooth, right? Yeah. And then uh, tie it to your tailpipe, right? <laughs> Drop it into a low gear and just peel out. There you go. And then that'll well, definitely take yeah, that thing right out. Yeah, take it out. A lot of good mm-hmm. solutions. Anyway, guys, vote we on Madcast Media. Kids. <laughs> yeah. We should all have a child. Yeah, we should have a child contest. Ooh, podcast baby. Oh, man. <laughs> See who raises the best child in the universe. Oh, oh man. Holy mm. shit, the best child in the universe? <laughs> yeah. Now I want to have kids. I've never wanted to really have kids before until this very moment. <laughs> I kind of want to do it for a contest. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we definitely won't regret this. Yeah, right. correct. Guys, tune in in nine months. <laughs> right. <laughs>
All right. Therapist Kelly, you going to take one for the team or what? <laughs> no, I'm good. This China has a for sale sign up. No, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, no, no more, no vacancy. Yeah. All right, guys, don't, vo- don't forget to vote on madcastmedia.com. The voicemail number is on the website as well. But we should talk about last week's debate. Last week we debated what is the solution to the trolley problem. You Are you familiar with the no. trolley? No. Essentially, there's a runaway trolley that's barreling down a track. And you have mm-hmm. the option to switch the track. On one side, there's five people who can't move. On the other side, there's one person who can't move. Do you pull the switch? Okay, so wait. There's a there's a trolley. I'm a little slow today. So yeah. there's, a, there's a trolley going to a runaway trolley. Five people are on one side. One person's on the other side. Yes. Do you pull the switch? And so you'd either be saving one person or saving five people? Correct. You're still killing people. Yeah. Right. Well, you save the five people rather than the one person. Yeah, that's what most people would say. So it, it yeah. leads to a whole bunch of ethical. And what, what about you, Dreadmere? I think it's kind of a weird question. I don't really like. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Dreadmere. This, this, has, this has practical applications because in self-driving cars today, yeah. they have to make a very real distinction like that. So if you're right. traveling down a very uh, narrow highway that on one side is mountain, on the other side is cliff, and there is a group of pedestrians that yeah. can't, you know, in, in front of you, the brakes malfunction. The car has to make a decision. Right. Does it sacrifice the driver, right? Mm-hmm. Does it run you off the cliff to save the pedestrians in mm. front of them? Or does it hit the pedestrians? Right. This is a very practical thing that self-driving cars have to, to think consider. Do you ever, would there ever be a car on the market that is known to decide to kill the driver at any point? Probably not. Like, I don't think anybody would make a car that says, yeah, well, even if it's going to kill, there's 500 people. But and the driver dies, like, we're going to kill the driver. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, that's irrelevant because this is, we're not talking about whether it would exist. We're talking about the ethics of it. Is it ethical mm-hmm. to, which, which is the most ethical solution? Because this is something that cars, car manufacturers have to consider. Also, the possibility that, um, it, let's say it's not going to kill the driver, but in a very real sense, there's one pedestrian to the side, five in front of you. Right. You have no other choice. You might be in a narrow bridge or tunnel or something. Do you, which which one do you hit? Do you hit the five? Do you hit the one? Car manufacturers may have to make that decision. What do you think? What's the most ethical answer? It's not ethical to kill anybody. Like, it's not, it doesn't make any sense to choose one way or the other. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but he's Cars saying if you had No, to. I get it. I get, I get yeah. what you're just saying. Like, oh, if we save more people, that's the right choice. But, like, right. if you're defining the most amount of people saved or the welfare of the most amount of people is the ethical choice, that's that's not always the case. Like, that that isn't. When isn't it the case to save more people than fewer? Well, I mean, it depends on, like, Bruce Wayne did it in Batman Three. Nicole Kidman and uh, uh, who's the other? So yeah, well, no, yeah, like in relation to you, like yeah, then then they bring that up in the last episode. He was like, well, what if it's your kid and all this kind of stuff? It's like, yeah, are you being ethical by choosing to save your kid rather than the five strangers? Is that's what I'm saying? It's like you can't just say like, or to me, I can't just easily say like, oh, I just pick the one with the less least amount of people dying. Well, would you say then that different lives have different values? Not to Ooh. me. Because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what it comes down to. Because right. clearly you value your family more than strangers. I do. Just me. I'm the well, only one. Well, I mean, most <laughs> people Every do, right? Single person this is something that feels This that is way. something that people don't want to talk about and don't want to admit. But mm-hmm. I think as a society, we probably do value different lives differently. Oh, definitely. Not I mean, that's why communities yeah. exist. I can't care about everybody in the world the same amount. That's why we yeah. have families. This sounds exhausting. Right. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. this is the, the ugly reality that we live in, and this is part of the debate. We didn't really get down that path too far, but we do have some voicemails talking about that. So I asked the audience, mm-hmm. what is the solution to the trolley problem? One of our, uh, our our guests last week was Federico Pistono, brilliant guy. He's He suggested that it should be random. The car should make a decision by chance. It should be a, a coin toss, essentially. So I asked, should, they, should the car have a random choice or should it hit one person? And with 66% of the vote, 
said one person. Most people chose oh. that the car should kill one person rather than even giving the chance that it could kill five or mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And then I asked the question, do different lives have more value? So that's a question. That's the that's what we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And with 79% of the vote, yes. <laughs> most people do think that different lives do have different values. Now, here's the scary reality we're, we're going to be living in pretty soon here, and it's already happening. China has the system, the CCTV system, that is able to do face recognition and know who you are. And they just recently, this was a headline that just this last week, they caught somebody in a very crowded... 60,000 people. 60,000 people. And they wow. caught him, bef- he went to go see a pop concert. Yeah. And they caught him... Before the concert even started. Yep. Like, what did he do? Face recognition, right? No, no. But I mean, what what did they catch him for? Oh, uh, he hit a kid. Was that what it was? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Exactly. He was doing attachment parent. therapy, but only because he wanted the kid real close so he could punch him. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think I, I don't know. I, don't I forget remember. what he did. Some sort of tax. I think it was like a tax thing. Yeah, or, or maybe a hit and run or something like that. Oh. But they caught this guy, and this guy uh-huh. was on the run, and he thought. You know, uh, safety in numbers. Sure. He wouldn't get caught at this concert, mm-hmm. but the face recognition software caught so this cool. guy. And they're wow. really promoting that in China that they That's have the smart. world's most advanced facial recognition technology. Yep. Like more cameras in that country than anywhere else in the My world. God, so wow. the the future potentially. Uh, what were you say, Dreadmere? Oh, I was saying, like, how is that like related? How's it related? Yeah. yeah. So here's so the future potentially with this technology is you could in real time have a camera that scans the people in front of you. And then makes a value decision mm-hmm. on who you're about to hit. Wow! So it could be people who, oh. yeah, people who are low income earners mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. a high income earner. Right. Someone who is high status in, in society versus low status. Right. Someone who's a politician versus someone who's not. Uh-huh. This is some, this is the world we could potentially live in, and it could even do a quick estimation on whether or not society needs that person in. Wow. You know, to to survive, like for example, women who are mm-hmm. carriers, uh, especially if if uh, you know, there's it does an evaluation says, okay, well, the mortality rate is really low in Japan. Maybe we should right. give a bias towards women. Uh huh. That sort of yeah. thing. Okay, it's the most the most valuable life though, like the most value is is yours. Like I'm always Correct. gonna pick, you, I'm always gonna pick everybody else <laughs> over me, no matter what. So Everyone. if I'm buying a self driving car, it's gonna 100% be the one that says protect the driver over anything else. Because I can't care about my family and the other people if I don't yeah. exist. Like well, that's, okay. it has Can to you, be that way. You get a self-driving car that's just your face. <laughs> what do you like, mean? It's like it's like in the shape of your face. <laughs> like your your ears are like the wheels. And it's just your ears. Uh, yeah. a real yeah. self-driving car. that as well. But then you also you have to climb into it through your nose. Oh. So it'll be super spacious. For yeah. those uh, listening, <laughs> the man in China who was caught was uh, he committed economic crimes. Economic crimes, Beef. crimes against the economy. Now here's the other thing, Dreadmir. Like. It might not be. What not, are you in for? Economics. <laughs> you got a numbers guy. He was, he was, he was committing capitalism. Oh. Big no-no in China. I couldn't say no to all those <laughs> economics. <laughs> um, so here's something that, uh, that, you, that you know, might be out of your control. There are going to be self-driving buses very soon and self-driving delivery vehicles and self-driving everything. So you might not even have a choice in the vehicle that you're in. This is a decision that someone might make for you at some point. And they already have kind of decisions like this for, uh, you know, all sorts of different things that they might have to consider, like elevators. They might even put these in elevators if they find that someone is in the elevator shaft. Sure. Anyway, there's a lot to this. There's a lot Mm -hmm. to this problem. I wonder if they're ever going to have anything where, like, you know how you can retrofit 
like your your bicycle and you could turn it into an electric bike. You want to turn your face into a bike too now, Rob? No, <laughs> I was thinking like, like, do you think like with with all the like, let's say they go full autonomous driving cars, right? We're gonna have all these normal cars that we drive now. Like, are they gonna be able to retrofit any of those cars to become self driving cars? No, they know. probably won't. They or are we retro- like, what are we gonna do yeah. with all these? They couldn't cars? retrofit right. cars. Like, I I dated a girl in high school who had a car with no seatbelts because it was from like the fifties. Like, they don't even retrofit those kind yeah. of things. But mm-hmm. and like she and you and she wouldn't get a ticket for it because it was it, because of when it was made. So it's mm. like, well, right. they don't have them. But I think like what this really all comes down to, like what makes people uncomfortable, is that there's a a, a computer or a system or an algorithm that decides that you die. Mm-hmm. Like it's choosing that you die. Right. And like I think that's just what makes people uncomfortable. But that's not kind of have to get over it <laughs> that's what i think like, sometimes also if you take a look at the choices we ourselves make as people like we aren't necessarily making the healthiest choices for ourselves like if you just take a look mm-hmm. at like what kind of food do we eat like in mm-hmm. this country like we have like skyrocketing obesity rates and it's like because we're left to our own devices mm. so like we we talk about all this choice but then sometimes when it comes down to it like well are we choosing the best things for ourselves or well, should, that's, we be, that's but product, should we also we have the freedom to do that? That's a little different. Yeah, well, yeah, we should. But that's a different, that's a product of the culture. Like, if you have a culture that sort of, you know, celebrates being lazy, which we do, or ce- or celebrates not wanting to be an adult, or celebrates, like, the easiest, fastest, most convenient thing, rather than being the best that you can and flourishing in all aspects of your life, then, yeah, that, that might be the, the, the byproduct of what we have now. But that, that should be a cultural shift to, to want to choose the things that are the best for you. So is the, is the course of action, then, to have Maddox have, like, a million babies? Yeah, because I'll raise them perfectly. You're welcome. Uh, None of them obese. Yeah, right. not a single, no. <laughs> Definitely not that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of obese, I got some voicemail. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got some. Here's a caller about the trolley problem. Listen to this guy. So with the trolley problem, basically you're deciding that it's okay to kill one person in order to save four additional people. And then with the transplant transplant problem, if I say that you're the one that needs to donate the organs, it's basically, you're saying, oh my, God. oh fuck. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was a tough episode. Yeah, it was real yeah. tough. He actually did call back with a correction and uh, the voicemail was too long. But uh, here's... <laughs> <laughs> yes, love it, love it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, here's one from Weird Matthew. He had a, he wanted to weigh in on the trolley problem. Listen to this. All right, so if you got five people and the one person... There's some variables you got to look at here. First of all, what's the age? Because I can tell you this. If it's five 80-year-olds and one child, mm-hmm. you just fucking plow those 80-year-olds down, man. They've already lived their life. <laughs> They've actually kind of um, borrowed time. <laughs> now, five children and one old person, you take the old person out. What if there's a road below? the curve or a house the car goes off a cliff starts a forest fire all of a sudden fucking san diego's on fire again so <laughs> no one's thinking of that shit i haven't heard that happen. once yeah he said i i didn't hear anyone bring that up even once <laughs> correct that is correct we did not bring that up and speaking of weird matthew here's one uh ron you said that uh, girls call you random in bars sometimes yeah Here, he wanted to weigh in on that here's what he thinks about girls who call oh, guys Jesus. random girls say something or will call you very random when they feel that you've done something that's sort of impressive and they cannot match your wit or uh <laughs> talent 
Yeah. This guy knows what he's talking about. Right? That's he's funny. he's like a he's like a philosopher. Um here's I like, I like that view though. It makes me feel better. You guys sound like you're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. We're two random guys. <laughs> random guys. There's a couple of random bros. Just can't keep up with our wit. <laughs> um here's another voicemail from somebody where I talked last week about how mm-hmm. people criticize this pope, even though he's the most progressive oh. pope we've had. Mm-hmm. The, the dope pope. Yeah, he's a dope pope. Thank you, Mikey. Yes. Correct. Mikey, bolts. Dope Pope. Well, here's a caller about the Dope Pope. Listen to this. Maddox, who are these people that you keep on mentioning that supposedly don't like the Pope? Nobody out there hates the Pope. <laughs> God, seriously, no, like, there's no group out there that's like, oh, yeah, I hate the Pope. <laughs> Where's the straw man argument button? Straw man argument? Jesus. Yeah. How about that? And that's for you, dipshit. What do you mean, what group hates the Pope? Look, fucking everyone hates the Pope. People are constantly criticizing the Pope. Atheists hate the Pope. Other Catholics hate the Pope. Other Christians hate the Pope. There are people who who just disagree with the Pope who hate the Pope. People of different religions hate the Pope. I mean, people are always criticizing every Pope that we've ever had. And now this one, too, even though he's been the most progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, as Mikey said... He's a dope pub. He is a dope pub, correct. <laughs> tell the hat from time to time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a correction. You ever think he wears his hat backwards? Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, like, when he's pissed off, he's just, like, oh, we're turning this thing around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After a dope sermon. Just, yeah. just when he's skateboarding. Or he just, like, yeah. wears it with a rakish tilt, you know? Yeah. yeah. He is so dope. Uh, here's, here's another. I got a- skateboards down the aisle. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a correction uh, last week because I talked about Guy Fieri's show. What is it? Uh, diners, drive-ins, and dumpster fires. Yeah, something like that. Oh, listen to these corrections. Apparently, it's just oh, one of, one no. of the, most of that is right. Yeah. Okay. Here's a correction about that. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. D-I-V-E-S. <laughs> dumpster fires. What, did you hear that from Guy Ferrari? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one, shithead. Here. of the week. Yeah, douchebag of the week. And, yeah, because I said, I think I said dives instead of drives. Oh, no. Wow, I missed one fucking letter. You know what I meant, shithead. You, everyone knows the fucking show, idiot. And then uh, here's another one. Another correction. Listen to this. <laughs> Maddox. All right. Let's, uh, let's go over Guy Fieri's show here. All right, so it's diners. All right, I know what a diner is. A dive-in. Um, okay, is that like a pool you, that you're eating in? Doesn't really make sense because it's a food show. And, uh, and a drive. Um... I don't know what what is this show that you're referring to? Diners mm-hmm. dive in and, and drive. Oh, I'm really curious as what those last two are. If you could explain that to me, I would rather watch that show. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, well, I want to. I want to go see what a dive in is. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a, what a real. I'm so glad you called in. I love my callers, my listeners to the show. Always calling to correct me in the most minor thing, and I get like fucking ten phone calls about that shit. Mm-hmm. Never anything brilliant. I say nothing. Yeah. Here's mm-hmm. what the show is. Two in a row, two douchebags of the week. Uh, then I got this uh, this caller calling in. About a couple episodes ago, I talked about uh, two of my friends who were super chill and didn't get along together because I feel like they were competing to become the alpha slacker. And here's, here's a call about that. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. I was talking to Mike Gam's former guest on the podcast from episode 17, 46, and 66. You can check those out at madcastmedia.com. Anyways, I talked to him about that that uh, stoner, alpha stoner story you told. 
And you really got to get him and the other guy on at the same time because that shit was hilarious. Anyways, love the podcast. Fuck whales. Yeah, fuck whales to you too. We'll see. Maybe I can get both of them in the same room. (laughs) That would be really fun. It'll just be bickering about the dumbest shit and this pot would be gone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Taylor Nikolai, now it's time for some quick news headlines with our junior journalist, Taylor Nikolai. Taylor, what do you got for us? Thank you, Maddox. Pro gamer Billy Mitchell has been stripped of his Donkey Kong high score for cheating. Twin Galaxies, which tracks video game records, announced that Billy Mitchell's high score on the original Donkey Kong was achieved using an emulator. Images seen in a video of Mr. Mitchell's Donkey Kong world record uh, run were impossible to generate on an arcade machine and therefore was being run on an emulator. That's right. This is wow. I actually covered this in uh, in Maddox News like three, four weeks ago, but this was before he was actually stripped of his Yeah, now records. it's official. Now it's official. So they found, they, they compared uh, scr- like video footage okay. of Donkey Kong in the arcade to the Donkey Kong in the emulator. The, the way that the emulator draws its frames is is in uh, in pieces, like, uh-huh. you know... Um, like chunks. Like chunks, correct. Uh-huh. And the way that the arcade version does is from left to right in one solid motion. And I may have those switched, but one does it one way, the mm-hmm. other does it the other way. And if you look at it in slow motion, frame by frame, you can see that Billy Mitchell did use an emulator. Wow. And the reason that that's controversial, you can submit emulator scores, but it has to be verified through a third party, et cetera, mm-hmm. because you can record your play, and if you get killed, mm-hmm. you can rewind the footage... Pick up where you left off and then play through again. Right. So it, it's very likely that wow. he cheated with his submission. Did you see that documentary? Oh, King of Kong? King of yeah. Kong? Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, one time I went to Disney World and on the flight back in the Orlando airport, there was a King of Kong arcade. <laughs> and I walked in and there was a bunch of Billy Mitchell's hot sauce there. What? For and real? I, yeah. And I went up to the dude working there. And this mm-hmm. place was like, first of all, I had like, a couple of arcade cabinets, <laughs> no register. Like every uh, hot sauce sale was just recorded in like a shitty notebook, you know, it's like one of those places. <laughs> yeah. And I asked the guy, I'm like, is this like Billy Mitchell's arcade? And the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> and I go, what's it like to work for Billy Mitchell? And he just goes, man, it's exactly what you think it's like. <laughs> but I bought, a, I think, a hot sauce because I dressed up as Billy Mitchell for Halloween that year. Oh, that's funny. And no one, like, 95% of people did not get the costume, huh. but uh-huh. those 5% of people who did <laughs> lost yeah. their goddamn mind. Oh, man. I'm kind of like that with the uh, Jurassic World. You guys see, mm-hmm. Did you see Jurassic World, the first movie came out? There's this one part in the movie where it's when the dinosaurs first start attacking the park, and I think some pterodactyls or something are coming down, mm-hmm. right? And there's this guy who's grabbing two martinis, and he's sneaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those are my favorite actors. Yeah. Like yeah. just those like weird cutaway character yeah. actors, uh-huh. but like those are the images that stay in your mind. Right, and that's the most yeah. memorable thing about that movie to me. <laughs> that guy running away with two martinis that he's <laughs> during, during a dinosaur attack. My favorite guy in uh, my one of my favorite actors in he's in the Truman Show. He also plays Napoleon in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. But remember in Truman Show, the guy watching the Truman Show in the bathtub? No, I yes. don't. Yeah, and he's just like holding on as mm-hmm. Truman is getting away. Okay. He's holding yeah. on to the shower curtain like, come on, little buddy. Oh, come okay. on. Yeah. Love that guy. That's he's on screen for like 30 seconds. And yeah. I, that's the one part of the movie yeah. I always remember. Well, the reason I mentioned the martini guy is because I saw a guy dressed as that at the West Hollywood oh, Halloween Parade. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yes. And I laughed so fucking hard. It was my favorite costume. Yeah. I kept thinking about that guy. Like, mm-hmm. God bless him. He was wearing the same Hawaiian shirt and had the straw hat and everything. It was amazing. 
That's great. Anyway, thank you, Taylor. Any Anything else? China plans to grow flowers and silkworms on the dark side of the moon. Holy the shit. The unprecedented Jesus. plan to create life in outer space is the most intriguing part of China's lunar probe mission later this year. Insects, plants, and potato seeds will be taken to the moon on, a, uh, on board a lander and rover in December. Although known figuratively as the dark side of the moon, um, as it is unseen, the far side of the moon receives almost equal sunlight to the near side. Yeah, also, we have photographs of the dark side of the moon. I argued with a friend a lot for a fucking week mm-hmm. uh, when I was in uh, high school or something. He's like, we've never seen it. We've never been to it. No one can ever go there. I'm like, of course. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? We have satellites, dipshit. We, you're saying that there's one side of the moon we can never see? And he's you know, he's going down the conspiracy mm-hmm. path. So we went to a Barnes & Noble, and I just found a book about, you know, with moon photography. I open it up, and I you know, flip to a page with the dark side of the moon. I'm like, here you go. Still didn't believe it. Like, well, how do I know? Fucking Photoshop. Yeah, well, how do you you know anything, idiot? How do you know history happened? How do you know any of the shit that you were taught? Like, you can be Mm -hmm. skeptical of anything, dumbass. And then he was like, oh, shit, good point. Yeah. (laughs) I I convinced him to unlearn everything. Yeah. My favorite argument is when people just do those one-word rebuttals. You know, like Photoshop. Oh, yeah. Everything's Uh, fake. Chopped. Yeah. 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 So... I hate that. And so, what else? Yeah. No, it's... So it's China's putting silkworms on the moon. This is how Mothra starts. This is how Mothra happens. That's what's going to happen. What else? You, what else you got, Taylor? Uh, T.J. Miller was arrested Monday night at LaGuardia Airport in Queens, New York, according Whoa. to federal prosecutors. On March 18th, Miller called a 911 dispatcher in New Jersey and reported that he was on an Amtrak train, uh, and a female passenger quote has a bomb in her bag. An attendant from the first-class car where Miller had been sitting said Miller appeared intoxicated and consumed multiple drinks on the train. The attendant also told investigators Miller had been involved in hostile exchanges with the woman who was sitting in a different row. So so he, he got upset with this girl, got mm. into a fight, oh. and then called wow. 911 saying she had a bomb in her bag. Oh, yeah, shit. Apparently, that's not allowed. No, yeah. that's a huge, that's <laughs> a, that's a cool huge fuck that. up. Yeah, that's, he's Although, actually a great bit of viral marketing for Ready Player One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was he in Ready Player One? I think so. I yeah. heard, doesn't I heard, he, doesn't he, didn't he get like, uh, you know, kind of outed in the Me Too movement or something? Wasn't there something yeah, about that? Yeah, there's something about that. There are know. a lot of guys that are similar. That, yeah. That looked similar. That looked similar. It was someone who, it was a, it was person definitely, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he was wasted. He seems like a kind of guy who parties a lot. Let's say he's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know what? It's obviously it's time for me to check into rehab. Like, sure. do you think he would go into, like, get jail time, or do you think they would just send him to, like, kind of a rehab center to get cleaned up? Yeah, I, probably both. Possibly both. I don't know, do like, like, when do celebrities actually do jail time? Well, Mike Tyson for rape, and then he, he gets out of jail and he becomes the spokesperson for PETA to be compassionate towards animals. The guy who's convicted for rape. So there's right. there's that one. Um, and then there's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Phil uh, Phil Spector is in jail right now. Okay. Oh, Martha Stewart, your girl, was Martha in jail. Martha Stewart? O.J. Simpson. Free Martha. <laughs> yeah. You know that, when you ever see that Mike Tyson documentary they did on him where he's like, he's like, I never raped that girl. I never raped that girl. He's like, I did not touch that girl. And then there's like a pause. He's like, you know, I touched other ones, but not that girl. <laughs> it was like, like whoa. Wow. Mike Tyson interviews are so fucking mm. crazy, especially with women, oh, he, w- which like it's it's insane watching this guy. He does not consider women people. He's, you know, the mm. word misogynist is thrown around a lot. Mm. And I feel I feel like it's uh, overused often. But uh, he's one of the few people I think are actual misogynist. Like he hates mm. women. He absolutely hates women. He won't. He doesn't respect them. He told a female reporter one time that he doesn't want to answer any of her questions unless they're going to fornicate 
and even then it'll just be kept to fornicating. And he did use the word fornicate, so it was well, very weird. Yeah. Yeah, that guy that guy has some And the quick... only question you could ask is did you come yet? Yeah. Well, oof. <laughs> but and and that guy, again, spokesperson for PETA. Thank you, Mike Tyson. Uh, I, I I believe it's PETA. It, it could be another animal rights organization. Well, thank you very much, Taylor Nikolai. Those are the stories. Really appreciate that. Guys, we should wrap up this episode. Uh, don't mm-hmm. forget to vote on the website, madcastmedia.com. Uh, Therapist Kelly, where, where can people find you? Oh, I'm not going to fuck it up this time. <laughs> <every> time. <laughs> so you can find me on LA Talk Radio, the Dr. Deborah and Therapist Kelly show. So that's www.latalkradio.com. I'm on Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Um, or you can go to my website, which is Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Miller.com. KellyMiller.com. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you so much. And Dreadmere? Got it right. Oh, you can find me at Dreadmere. D-R-E-A-D-M-E-R-E on everything. Dreadmere. And I should thank you, Dreadmere. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. This is super fun. I love having you guys. And we should also mention everyone on the show has some social. I don't know why I only just plug the guests, but Ron, people can find you on Twitter, right? Yeah, at Ron Babcock on Twitter. You just go to heyron.com, has all my socials. That's right. And Taylor Nikolai? Uh T-A-Y-L-O-R-N-I-K-O-L-A-I. And the theme song to help remember how to spell it, it goes N-I-K-O-L-A-I. That's how you spell Nikolai. That is catchy wow. as fuck. Your, your family has a theme song? I love it. I made it. I made oh. it. None of our listeners will make fun of that. Uh, right. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mikey Bolts. I think we should end on that note. I think <laughs> that's a pretty good high right Salt there. Salt and yeah. swag. Well, I'll link to everyone's social on the website. Anyway, uh-huh. don't forget to check and leave a comment on madcastmedia.com. Someone was, was like, hey, Maddox, where do people leave comments on your show? I'm like, I don't know. I have like fucking... Five or six different places where people are leaving. Why comments. don't you have them on your website? Why I, don't we have huge like like a crit like we all, sh- all on the website? Madcast we'll, Media. Mm. Well, because people talk about the show all over the place. There's mm-hmm. uh, there's my Maddox Rules page on Facebook. There's right. my main Maddox account. That's the one with like 180 or so thousand people. Yeah. That's where I'll get most of the comments. Then there's Twitter. Then there's the Madcast Media page. I want to have then, a forum on Oh, the and Madcast then there's YouTube. Media. Then there's YouTube. Yeah. There's lots of comments True. on YouTube. True. And then there is the mm-hmm. Maddox University Facebook group. Guys, I just launched my own Facebook group and my own university. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's for geniuses and hot babes who are geniuses <laughs> only. And I've I've been slowly, you know, we have to approve you. You have to uh-huh. submit. And I do kick people out for being dipshits. That's one of my big rules. Wow. Don't be a dipshit. Someone, I got in this long conversation with this guy. He's like, hey, Maddox, what did I do that I was being a dipshit? And uh, I said, I, I don't know. You tell me. And he started, we started talking and more and more. I'm like, it sounds like you're kind of a dipshit. And he goes, no, I promise I'm not a dipshit. Can you please let me back in? I'm like, rules are rules, buddy. If you are a dipshit, you get kicked out of the group. You have to write a report on why you were a dipshit. Double space, two pages, MLA style. And then I'll consider uh-huh. re- uh, re- reinstating you into my group. We've been talking a lot about how small I am in that Facebook group. Yeah, a lot of people. Oh, actually, uh, so I got a voicemail. Listen to the tail end of this voicemail on this episode. I'll play one uh, about that. But anyway, guys, that's it for the show. <laughs> Therapist Kelly, thank you for joining thank you. us. Thank you, Dreadmere. Yeah. Thank you to the Sultan of Swag, Mikey Bolt. Thank you, sir. Thank you to the Junior Journalist, Taylor Nikolai. I love you, Maddox. Thank you to the Deputy <laughs> Cadet Moderator, Ron Babcock. There you go. But most of all, you're welcome. <laughs> hey, it's... Corey, and uh, sitting here listening to you queers sitting here and talk about boners and how much you like boners. And Maddox is sitting there in the back trying to be careful not to out himself on the fact that he wrote a little bit of an article, I'm sorry, a chapter in a, a certain book that came out in 2006 
called uh, Boner's Rule, I believe. And, uh, yeah, more proof that you're gay. Got you again. All right. Talk to you later. Fuck whales. Yeah, fuck whales to you, too. But the chapter was just called B is for Boners. And I do believe it is the only New York Times bestseller that has a chapter titled B is for Boners. <laughs> so I got that on you, dipshit. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Probably um, right. And to your uh, note, Taylor, about uh, people talking about how little you are, here's a voicemail about that. Hey, Lord Maddox, it's me. So, the first time is a fluke, the second time a coincidence, and, you know, the third time kind of shows a pattern. Is it a Maddox requirement to have a small man, let's say a twink, on the show? Because I feel like it is. You know, first Rucka, now Taylor Nikolai, and it's just, I I mean, I don't want to say anything, but... Also, is it gay that I jerk off during the show? <laughs> also, love the blog. Keep up the great work. Huh. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, a lot yeah, to exactly. unpack there for sure. Yeah, the weird uh, kind of like borderline homophobic calls at the tail end of the show. <laughs> we like to save those at the end. A special treat for those who listen all the way. <laughs> hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>